0: Welcome to the Christ the King podcast. I am Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church here in Spencer, Iowa, and we are a congregation of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod coming to you this Sunday, August 8th. Now last week we heard our Lord teach about stewardship over our unrighteous wealth or mammon, of those temporal things of which we are given in this life. And we heard about that from the parable of the unrighteous steward. But outside of that parable, what about the stewardship of the church over the spiritual things which she has given, over the spiritual gifts that Christ gives to her, not the least of which are the word and the sacraments? Well, we will hear about that this morning in our reading from Luke 19, where Jesus weeps over Jerusalem and expels the merchants from the temple. With that, we turn to our matin service and the hymn, Christ is Made the Sure Foundation. Thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The true God, one in three and three in one. O come, let us worship him.
1: The strength of the hills is his also. Seed is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our man. The sheep of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: The True God one in three and three in one. O come, let us worship him. I will call upon God. He shall hear my voice. He hath delivered my soul in peace. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. My heart is sore pained within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. I will call upon God, the Lord shall save me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I will call upon God, he shall hear my voice. He hath delivered my soul in peace. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. The Old Testament lesson for this tenth Sunday after Pentecost is written in the eighth chapter of the book of the prophet Jeremiah, beginning at the fourth verse. Moreover, you shall tell them, The Lord says, Do men fall and not rise up again? Does one turn away and not return? Why, then, have the people of Jerusalem fallen back by a perpetual backsliding? They cling to deceit. They refuse to return. I listened and heard, but they didn't say what is right. No one repents of his wickedness, saying, What have I done? Everyone turns to his course as a horse that rushes headlong in the battle. Yes, The stork in the heavens knows her appointed times. The turtle dove, the swallow, and the crane observe the time of their coming. But my people don't know the Lord's law. How do you say we are wise and the Lord's law is with us? But behold, the false pen of the scribes has made that a lie. The wise men are disappointed. They are dismayed and trapped. Behold, They have rejected the Lord's word. What kind of wisdom is in them? Therefore I will give their wives to others, and their fields to those who will possess them. For everyone, from the last even to the greatest, is given to covetousness. From the prophet even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. They have healed the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly by saying, Peace, peace when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? No, they were not at all ashamed. They couldn't blush. Therefore, they will fall among those who fall. In the time of their visitation, they will be cast down, says the Lord. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God." Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence. Let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. The epistle is written in the twelfth chapter of the first epistle to the Corinthians, beginning at the first verse. Now concerning spiritual things, brothers, I don't want you to be ignorant, You know that when you were heathen, you were led away to those mute idols, however you might have been led. Therefore, I make known to you that no man speaking by God's Spirit says, Jesus is accursed. No one can say, Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are various kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are various kinds of service, and the same Lord. There are various kinds of workings, but the same God who works all things in all. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the profit of all. For to one is given through the Spirit the word of wisdom, and to another the word of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith, by the same Spirit, and to another, gifts of healings, by the same Spirit, and to another workings of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of languages or tongues, and to another the interpretation of languages or tongues. But the one and the same Spirit produces all of these, distributing to each one separately as he desires. O Lord, have mercy upon us, Thanks be to God. alleluia 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 o lord deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy and teach me thy statutes i am thy servant give me understanding that i may know thy testimonies alleluia the holy gospel is according to saint luke the 19th chapter when jesus came near he saw the city of jerusalem and wept over it saying if you Even you had known today the things which belong to your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come on you when your enemies will throw up a barricade against you, surround you, hem you in on every side, and will dash you and your children within you to the ground. They will not leave in you one stone on another, because you didn't know the time of your visitation. He entered into the temple, and began to drive out those who bought and sold in it, saying to them, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. He was teaching daily in the temple the chief priests, the scribes, and the leading men among the people sought to destroy him. They couldn't find what they might do, for all the people hung unto every word that he said. Here ends the Gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house, And the place where thine honour dwelleth. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jerusalem. In Hebrew, it's actually pronounced Yerushalom, or Shalom, which means foundation of peace, or as some would say it, city of peace. It had been the capital of Judah since King David had conquered it about 1,000 years before our Lord's birth. It was in this city where the Lord built his temple, where his presence sat in the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant, where he dwelled among his people. Within the walls of Jerusalem, God loved his people and withheld nothing from them. From this great city where he sat... God's people were led by the great faith of King David and it was there that they heard Solomon utter his knowledge, his wisdom, his discernment. It was in this city where God granted King Hezekiah healing to live a longer life and where the prophets, such as Isaiah and Jeremiah, prophesied and worked miracles. In this city, the people of Judah had seen God's punishment when it and the temple were destroyed by the Babylonians. But it was also in this city where their God in love returned them, so that the city walls and temple were rebuilt as the people again heard the word of God from the lips of Ezra. As the population of the Jews grew in the civilized world outside the boundaries of Judah and the diaspora, It was to the great city of Jerusalem to where these foreign Jews, so to speak, returned on pilgrimages for feasts like the Passover. They were Jews who spoke many different and various kinds of languages from around the world, depending on where they came from, as they went to Jerusalem, to the temple, so that they could have the word of God interpreted and taught to them. And they, when they returned to their homes, also spread the word of God in their various languages. If you look at our epistle lesson and see Paul's list of spiritual gifts, you will see that throughout the entire Old Testament and history of Jerusalem, that God had richly blessed his people in this great city with all the spiritual gifts. They lacked nothing To them was given everything they needed for when their Lord, the Christ, would visit them. To them, in the city of peace, was given everything they needed for peace with God and with each other, as found in these spiritual gifts and the scriptures. Now, a thousand years later, after King David, Jesus triumphantly marched into this blessed city. And as you looked upon it, its beauty was to behold. And the temple was a marvel at which men stood and were in awe. Yet, as our Lord triumphantly entered in, as the hosannas quieted in the distance as he went on, as he dismounted from the donkey, as our Lord sees the city of peace sprawled throughout the promised land, all he can do is not stand in awe, but weep. And as he weeps, he laments, he says, because you did not know the time of your visitation. The tears Christ wept were those, well, they were those of insight and discernment. While all mankind could do was see the outward beauty of Jerusalem with his eyes and behold the temple with awe, well, our Lord could see deeper, seeing the spiritual corruption and the rampant sin, Over Jerusalem's history, the Lord had made his people stewards over all the spiritual gifts that we just heard about, and most importantly, made them stewards over his word, which those spiritual gifts were to serve. Instead, now, as our Lord looked over the city, All he saw was the abuse of these spiritual gifts, abusing these gifts for pride and rivalry, to proclaim who was the greatest in their own works. These gifts were used for envy and wrath over anyone who had more or different spiritual gifts. Those who were stewards of these gifts used them as excuses to be lazy, believing they could reject God's commandments just because they were sons of Abraham. Thinking that because they were sons of Abraham, they were saved regardless of how they lived, allowing themselves to live in sinful greed and laziness and sloth without a care for their neighbor. The Old Testament stewards of these spiritual gifts were given these gifts in order to proclaim God's mercy and the coming of the Christ, those things which make for peace with God and each other, but instead, they use these spiritual gifts to try and earn their own peace, their own righteousness, to uphold themselves and not God. So much so that when, Christ, when the Christ incarnate majestically rode into his city, his own people in that city were then blind to who he was. They didn't know. His own people could not recognize him. Because these stewards of the spiritual gifts who held the word of God and taught it, they abused all of what they had. So that when John the Baptist told them to repent, they didn't hear it. They didn't know why they should. And when our Lord hung on the cross, they couldn't see the great light of the gospel shining through his broken body and being poured out in his blood. so that the tears that Christ wept here were not only of insight and discernment, but these were also tears of foresight, seeing what would come. He saw the judgment which awaited these Old Testament stewards, because the stewards of the spiritual gifts, and abusing the gifts, In being unable to recognize their Christ at the time of his visitation on the donkey and then to the cross. Because of all this, these stewards stood to be condemned. So that our Lord here foresees the coming judgment at the hand of the Romans, who God would use to utterly destroy the city of Jerusalem, so that not one person would escape, not one stone of the city wall or the temple would stand. No city, before or since Jerusalem, when they were besieged by the Romans, had seen such devastation as they suffered. Because when this occurred, 30 years after Jesus wept over the city, this was when God removed the stewardship of his spiritual gifts completely from them. He removed the stewardship of his word from them. And the destruction of Jerusalem, which was to come, also would point forward to the destruction which will come on the day of judgment when our Lord returns, when these Old Testament stewards who abuse their stewardship of the spiritual gifts will be judged and destroyed into everlasting death, into a devastation never seen before. And it was the tears over this destruction on the final day, at the end of the ages, at which our Lord wept the hardest and the most bitter. It was this stewardship which our Lord began to take away from them, and this judgment of destruction which our Lord began to announce on them. As he entered the temple, not with tears but with anger, when he threw out all those who used his temple and the spiritual gifts for greed and pride, now was the beginning of the of their stewardship being taken away and now was the beginning of their judgment to destruction because when our Lord comes to judge you see his judgment will start in his temple yet throughout all this judgment and destruction and the taking away of the stewardship notice at the end of our reading that our Lord finishes it by teaching in his temple And his teaching starts with these words when he yells while expelling others from the temple. It is written, my house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. In the teaching at the end of this gospel, what our Lord was doing was taking the stewardship of the spiritual gifts away from the Old Testament stewards and giving it to his New Testament stewards. For our Lord Jesus Christ, by his death on the cross, died for our sins, giving his body and shedding his blood for us. And it is these things, his body and blood, which are the things that make for peace. By your baptism, you were united to our Lord in his crucifixion. Were united to our Lord's flesh and washed by his blood, you are made to be at peace with the father becoming a son of god in those waters by his blood by the waters and blood of baptism which poured out of christ's side our lord created his church this is how he created the heavenly jerusalem how he still creates it today into which you have been made a part in your baptism and it is in this heavenly jerusalem the church where our Lord reigns from the mercy seat of his cross and dwells with us, his people. In these baptismal waters is where our Lord empties himself, giving us, his people, everything that is his. In this heavenly Jerusalem is where he gives his church every spiritual gift. He withholds nothing. But to each saint is given a different manifestation, a different kind of gift, a different way of showing the gift, so that we can see in our congregation or throughout the church's history, these gifts being manifested to the church by the one Spirit. Our Lord gives the gift of faith, as we saw it in the Virgin Mary. Our Lord also gives the gift of working miracles and healing, as he did to the apostles. To others, he gives the gifts of utterance of knowledge and wisdom as we hear from those like St. Augustine. He gives the gift of discerning spirits as he gave to those who handed down the creeds of the church to us in order to preserve the one true faith from all false teachers. And since the day of Pentecost, there have been those in the church blessed with the gift of knowing different languages and interpreting different languages so the word of God can be spread across the world, across the globe. And yet, still to some were given the gift of prophecy. Not necessarily the gift of being able to predict the future, but the gift of preaching and proclaiming Christ. And to this gift, he our Lord gave it to such saints as Luther or Chrysostom and the many preachers of the church in her history. Again, look over St. Paul's list of spiritual gifts and you will see that throughout the entire New Testament history of the heavenly Jerusalem, the church, that our Lord has richly blessed us, his people, with all these gifts. As we live in our baptism, we lack nothing. Everything is given to us that we need in order to be ready for our Lord's visitation to us whether that visitation is in the bread and wine on this altar, or whether that is the visitation of the last day in his second coming. All these gifts are given to us to prepare us for his visitation. We, the church, are now the stewards of these spiritual gifts, which makes our Lord's tears over Jerusalem and his cleansing of the temple a warning for us we must take heed of the foolishness and abuses of the Old Testament stewards because they use the spiritual gifts for their own pride to make idols of themselves. So if we and our congregation use the gifts of uttering wisdom and knowledge to assage or puff up our pride or to create division in the church, then may the weeping of our Lord stop us in our tracks. If we should hide our faith or shame our brother for his faith when the world attacks us on Christ's teachings, may we notice our Lord's tears that fall to the ground. If we believe that we are simply saved by our, by our baptism without any catechesis, without needing God's commandments or teachings, and thinking that the way we live after baptism doesn't matter at all. If we think The title of just being baptized is enough so that we may be spiritually lazy and hate our neighbor. May we then see our Lord weep and realize that if Jesus weeps, it is because there is something to weep over. If we greedily withhold our unrighteous riches and talents to ourselves without helping our brother in need, without healing him when we could, then may we see our Lord clear the temple and may we quake in ourselves at his judgment. All that is to say, may we hear our Lord's warning in these words, my house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. May we hear that and repent of how we have abused the spiritual gifts he has given his church. And in the forgiveness of our baptism that comes from the cross, May we use these gifts for why he has given them to us. And the reason is so that we may decrease and he may increase. That is to say, so his word may be proclaimed to the heavenly Jerusalem, united under the wings of his cross. And and as his word is proclaimed, we may recognize our Lord when he comes to us. In the bread and wine with his body and blood to strengthen us and unite us, and to strengthen us so we may see him with our own eyes as he comes again on the last day. So that when he comes on the last day, our eyes will not see him as our judge, but as the God of our salvation, who redeems your soul in peace. If you're in church this morning, or the next time you're in church with us, Come and see our Lord, who visits us at this time when we gather in the body and blood at this altar. And may we there together partake of his heavenly treasures, so we may be ready at the time of his visitation. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Let thy mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me, O God, a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Vouchsafe, O Lord, this day, to keep us without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. Hear my prayer, O Lord and let my cry come unto thee. O God, who declares your almighty power chiefly in showing mercy and pity, mercifully grant unto us such a measure of your grace that we, running the way of your commandments, may obtain your gracious promises and be made partakers of your heavenly treasure. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son, and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith, by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the legislature of this state, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, Especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake. Comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work, and when our last hour shall come, support us by your power, and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We bless the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Praise him and magnify him forever. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father. Through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm, and we beseech thee to preserve and keep us, this day also, from all sin and evil, and that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls, and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast this week. We pray that it has enriched your devotions and prayer at home. Please also join us next week on Sunday, August 15th, where we will celebrate the Festival of St. Mary, Mother of Our Lord. All music for this podcast comes from smallchurchmusic.com. We encourage all of our listeners to look us up on Facebook under Christ the King Lutheran Church in Spencer, or at CTK Spencer. If you enjoyed this service, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listened. If you would like to be on our mailing list for these podcasts or would like to leave feedback, you can contact us on Facebook or at the email addresses at the top of the bulletin, which is included in a link with this podcast. That's all for this week. Until next time, go forth and serve the Lord. I am Pastor Michael McGinley, signing off.